Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Empire. Free-to-play gaming continues to move the needle. You know, they have three ways of making money. They sell tickets, they sell merchandise, and they sell sponsorships. The sponsorships become much more valuable if they can actually demonstrate that there's a connection between the fan, a direct connection between the fan and the sponsor. That's Brad Batiste, CEO of Tally Technology, where teams and leagues continue to look for ways to convert casual fans into highly engaged customers. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Free-to-play gaming has been used for years by teams to keep engagement, and with gambling options legalized, teams are being proactive about various ways that games can lead to other opportunities, and that's where Tally Technology comes in. Our guest this week is Bradley Batiste. He's the CEO of Tally Technology, which was founded four years ago as a free-to-play prediction game for brands, professional sports teams, leagues, and media platforms that are seeking a turnkey fan engagement platform. So we're going to get into modern fan engagement. Hi, Brad. How are you? I'm doing great, Bram. Thanks for having me. Uh, you want to tell the story of Tally? How did you guys get here? Well, it, it started with um, Russell Wilson. Um the Super Bowl quarterback uh, now of the Broncos. Um, about four years ago, he had this vision where he said, um, wouldn't it be interesting if you could play a game on your, your phone that was as fun as every Super Bowl party you go to, where people are picking who's going to win it, uh, who's going to be leading at halftime, who's going to win the game, who's going to score first. And that's how Tally be, you know, became Tally. Uh, there was a vision. Um, he, uh, living in Seattle, he uh, was able to uh, interact with some uh, really interesting developers and uh, people who could, you know, create the the platform. And uh, Tally was born out of that. So, how did you meet Russell Wilson? Well, so Russell um, uh, is a, a friend of a friend. And uh, we, uh, about two and a half years ago, uh, they've been running the platform for almost uh, 18 months or so. And uh, Nike came along and they said, uh, we'd be interested in buying a part of the company. Uh, so they, uh, they sold the company to um, Nike. But the, uh, the part uh, that was associated with prediction games didn't fit with where uh, Nike was going in terms of their their philosophy. So they said, if you want to re- spin that out, uh, you can spin out the the part of the company that deals with prediction games. Okay. The, and then we took we we ended up meeting those guys. We took over the company, and uh, you know we've been running it ever since. And Brad, what's your background? 
Uh, so I'm a, a, a serial entrepreneur mixed in with a marketing, advertising kind of guy. Um, originally from Canada, uh, worked for Molson Breweries, which was a really great foundation for huh. sports and marketing. Uh, spent uh, a great number of years with them and then in ad agencies and marketing companies that were that they were a client of ours. And uh, so we activated their sports properties, their hockey, their basketball, et cetera, et cetera. Moved down to the U.S., did a variety of different um, companies, uh, worked with Razorfish. I, I uh, spent some time in Silicon Valley and mobile uh, startups. Uh, worked for a company in Omnicom called The Marketing Arm, which is a big sports marketing agency. Um, all of the, my background is really around sports and marketing. Okay. All right. So let's talk about some of the engagement methods that you guys use. These are, if I understand this right, you're working directly with the teams to reach out to their fans, correct? To try to get them to stay engaged with the brand. So That's correct. take me through a little bit what you're talking about. What are the engagement methods? How do they get to them? And, and what are the games like? You know, the way we work with our team partners, and I'll, I'll use an example with um, the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers um, partner with us, and we create different types of digital programs that allow their fans to test their, their football knowledge around the Packers. And so we have a, a, a trivia game platform, and we have a prediction game platform that we use. Uh, basically, the, the Green Bay Packers would promote what it's called Predict the Packers. They would promote that through all of their different channels, their social channels, their um, their web uh, environment, et cetera, et cetera, through email. Um, people would click on a link, and they would come into our game, and for the season, people would play um, the Packers game. We start the game usually on a like a Wednesday or Thursday of the week, people have um, a variety of questions that they're sent uh, ahead of the game being uh, uh, started. And then during the game, we provide more questions and we stimulate them by sending them an SMS and say there are new questions available. So then the, the fan would play the additional answer, more of the questions. At the end of the game, there's a leaderboard that shows where you have landed. And at the end of it, you if you're a winner, you you win a, uh, a prize that's provided by the team. In some cases, we have uh, cash prizes. In some cases, it's tickets and merchandise and experiences. Okay. Um, okay. So let's talk about modern engagement then. Um, with this method and with these methods, are the teams trying to retain the attention of the fans they have? Are they trying to grow? And if they're trying to grow, how are they using this to grow their fan bases? I, I, th I think one of the things that we've found is that 75% of our players are casual fans and 25% are avid fans um, as defined by themselves, like self-defined. Self and so through that method, we are seeing that we're growing their fan base in terms of the, we have the ability for a, a casual fan to have a an engagement with the team on an ongoing basis 
without having to be a dyed in the wool, you know, know every fact about what's going on. So I think we grow the the fan base in that regard. And then I think what we do is we also, have, when those casual fans are engaged, they are also engaged in other parts of the the, the team's um, environment. So they're looking at their web pages. They're they're understanding more about you know the the different types of uh, information that the team can put out. They're watching the injury reports and things like that. So they, there is a bit of a gradual growing of the casual fan into a fan that's a little more connected to the team. Okay. And, and this is valuable to, I assume the third party sponsors who want to interact with not just the fans, but with the brand themselves. Yeah, correct. And so, you know, each, you know, they have three ways of making money. They sell tickets, they sell merchandise and they sell sponsorships. The sponsorships become much more valuable if they can actually demonstrate that there's a connection between the fan, a direct connection between the fan and the sponsor. So, you know, we have another engagement with the Buffalo Bills and they have a casino sponsor. And so the Bills uh, are excited when more people play their game and those people, we collect their um, mobile number and their email address. They give that data to the casino partner, the casino partner encourages those people to come to the casino and engage in, in different types of uh, you know gambling products. And they can see a direct relationship between our game and the people that are showing up in their casino. Okay. Um, so that is the A to B part of it. Clearly laws are changing in this country, jurisdiction by jurisdiction. Do you foresee a time where that transition is going directly from the team through a direct partnership to play mobile gambling. I, I, I think if, if, taking a little bit of a step back, some of our biggest successes are when the actual brands are the client or the, or the partner. Um, we have a relationship with uh, AB InBev in Brazil where we, where they have a sponsorship with the Siri Serie A um, soccer teams, and they look at this and they say, "We can, if we can design the, um, a program where we can bring people into our environment um, through our sports sponsorship, we can now get a much better understanding of how our sports sponsorships are actually helping us sell more beer." And the case of them was really interesting. They have a um, e-commerce uh, beer delivery platform in Brazil called uh, Zed, and they basically had people play the game, provided them an offer to receive uh, beer delivery to their home within 30 minutes, and their first offer, the first purchase was 30% off, and you know. You can imagine what happened in that regard. You've got people who are sports fans who like to drink beer, who get an offer to have it delivered to their house in a with a pretty decent discount. We got a 20% redemption on that. And so the prediction game itself is a means to an end for all of these huh. uh, groups. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. 
However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Chalk and Dog, which brings together the vast experience and expertise of two of the brightest agencies in media, sports, wagering, and gaming. With deep roots in the UK and the US, the agency offers expert guidance in everything from market entry to market expansion for startups as well as established global brands powered by best-in-class communication and creative experts. Chalk and Dog has vast international experience and delivers results-oriented, tailor-made solutions for B2B and B2C organizations. Can you take me through kind of the growth of that? I'm sure when you first went to teams, and a lot of people go to teams and say, I have these great games for you to engage with your fans, that maybe they didn't see the connecting of the dots that you are describing here. Um, Did it take a while for the teams to realize that free-to-play gaming could end up in these kind of outcomes? You know, I, th- I think the time frame and the and the process is really kind of driven by the you know goal setting and and then the structuring of the of how the data gets moved from a player being involved in the game to how that data is used in a way to benefit the, the team or the brand. And and how direct, how much of a direct line we can actually, you know, provide there. Um, in some cases, teams are are quite happy with just providing a top of the funnel awareness opportunity for a brand, but other other environment, other partners want to move that right down to you know providing offers and testing a a b c d offers against a particular segment. And within our platform, we can do all kinds of interesting data segmentation. We have a a poll question that we ask at least twice, maybe four times during a a game. And that poll question can be a question about the the fan themselves, some demographic information. It can be about the sponsor. Have you tried Bud Light Lime? Yes, it was great. Uh, no, not yet, that type of thing. Or it can be for the team. Do you have season's tickets? Do you buy merchandise, et cetera? We've done over about, well, somewhere in the vicinity of 2.5 million questions we've asked uh, over the last little bit. So we have a, a, a tremendous amount of information about the fan, and we can segment that and pivot around that so that sponsors and teams can use that data in very different ways. Um, that's, that was clearly what I wanted to ask you next. What have you learned about modern fans and is there a broad brush to describe modern fans or are they all very different dependent on league team, et cetera? 
I, I think um, fans are really interesting. I mean, imagine painting your face with your, you know, <laughs> with your colors of your team. I mean, that's an amazing thing. And I was watching the, the Monday night game last night and there was a Buffalo, uh, not a Buffalo fan. It was a, uh, it was anyway, a fan who gets up at four o'clock in the morning to put all of his gear on for the, for the, the game. Um, I think fans are fans and they've been, I think what they do is they find ways to interact with the team um, that are, are avenues that are, that make sense to them. And so from a, a digital point of view and the modern fan, we, we um, index about two times the younger fan, 18 to 24. Yeah. Are, so we have twice as many people that are a, a younger fan playing our game than, than normal. Um, and I, I also think that, um, you know, there's just so many places for fans to interact and engage. I think the key thing for, for anybody in our business is really how do you keep the game fresh and interesting so that there's, they always come back and, and we have a very high retention level um, because the way we structure and write our games there, it's not like you come in and touch two, one of two helmets or pick between two choices. You know, we write the questions in, in longhand and it turns into kind of a story that you can put through the, the 13 or, or 16 questions that you ask during a, a game. Um, I, I am curious um, if you guys have thought about where all this fits into modern engagement, which is in the metaverse, um, how do you kind of look at that moving forward uh, with teams, brands, and engagement? So, so we're we're in daily conversations around Web three environments and things like that. And I think that the way that we look at it is we split it into two things: um, blockchain and fan tokens, and tokenization is one side of that, and then the Web three environments is a, a separate thing. I think we're more we're more focused right now on finding different ways for value to be created using the, you know, web, web, web three environments that are blockchain and fan tokens. That's, that's kind of our focus right now. And, and we, we see that as an inevitable situation, even though there's been such a weird situation around crypto and the crypto yeah. winter and lots of failing the you know blockchain is here to stay, and fan fan tokens and fan tokenization is will be the way of the future going, you know, as we go forward. Okay, um, and through all of this, when you're working with all these teams, this may also be team to team, league to league. But what do people like? What what if what if what are fans drawn to of the offerings that you give them? I I, I think what people like is um, they have a real interest in over time being able to climb that leaderboard, being seen as part of the, uh, you know, a group of people that have, you know, a, a, a strong knowledge base around, around the team and the game. But I, that's one aspect of it. But what we found and, and something that we're differentiating ourselves on right now is people like to play in groups. And so you can play individually, to win a prize. But if there's an opportunity for 
you and myself and four other people to play together and collaborate, that seems to be a way or a place where people are, are gravitating and they don't want to, they will play every time they'll play. For, in fact, what we found was they play four times as much if they're in a group than huh. if they're not in a and and because you don't want to let the side down, you want to make sure you're in there playing and contributing, and you don't want to make it so that your side doesn't win. We we have a, a another partner, uh, uh, Concacaf, which is you know in the news right now, of course, with the World Cup and everything. But you know we're working with them and their 41 country teams, and. The plan for that is for us to, you know, create a game where you can play for yourself and play for your country. And and your points will then go to a situation where you can uh, allow your team to win. Even if it doesn't win on the pitch, it can win off the pitch by having more people play and have more points in that, you know, for your team. Brad Batiste is the CEO of Tally Technology. Thank you so much for joining us. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Here is a last second Christmas giveaway that you will enjoy if you are into playing PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. Good folks at Sony and PlayStation 5 are giving us the opportunity to give away multiple codes to multiple titles. MLB The Show 22, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, The Last of Us Part 1, Horizon Forbidden West, and Gran Turismo 7. All we need you to do is to retweet the episode uh, on Twitter for us, put a reply of which games you're into, DM us at Futuresport, F-U-T-R-S-P-R-T, and if we choose you, we will send you a free code for one of those five titles. Tell us which one you have the most interest in. Good luck and Merry Christmas. On the next Future Sport Podcast, a European model of horse race syndicate ownership is taking shape now in the United States. We're providing that service through our platform that we have, Stride. So everyone gets that that engaged and that, that consumer user experience that's you know, you can deliver within the horse racing space because it's so much fun. That's Johnny Murphy, co-founder of Stride and former international rugby player who is looking to bring a new model of success to horse race ownership. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. <laughs>